Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we dive into the alumni office and look at some of the changes occurring behind the scenes and discuss what lies in store for 2021. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome a couple of individuals who are not strangers to this podcast, Bobby Earls and Bree Burnett. Now, you got to explain something to me, because some reason you guys both have the same title, <laughs> Director of Alumni. T- I What's- know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? We do. This is so weird. I am so much more comfortable talking to people about themselves than I am talking about myself. But we do have some extremely exciting news in the alumni office here at Loris College. Bree Pamelia Burnett, class of 2015, is going to become the Director of Alumni Relations at Loris College the first of the year. And I've had the distinct privilege and honor to work alongside Bree for the last five years. And I'm just telling you, Dewhawks, you better watch out because Bree is about ready to take this program to the next <laughs> level. So I am so thrilled to be able to kind of hand off the baton to her. Yeah, so. so definitely congratulations to yes. you, Bree. Well, Yay. thank you. Thank you. I am so excited. I am very honored to be stepping into this position. Um, I have so loved my time in the alumni office um, as the assistant director. And I can't wait, like Bobby said, to see where we can take it to, um, what we can bring to all of our great alumni, um, and just to see how we evolve. Um, I think that it's an awesome, awesome place to be. And, you know, I'm lucky and I'm very proud to be a part of it. Yeah, of course, with you stepping in means somebody's got to step out. And Bobby, that's you. No, I am stepping out. So it is definitely with a heavy heart in terms of saying goodbye to the great people that I have been blessed to encounter and work alongside. But after 18 years, I am going to step aside, be an alumna of the college. And I am very excited to be able to start a new career with the Community Foundation of Greater Dubuque and delighted to have been tapped on the shoulder and invited to join them as their vice president for development. So extremely excited that my work in the nonprofit world continues. And that to me is very heartwarming and my cro- my paths will still cross with Loris. You can rest assured of that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what we want to do here uh, before we really dig into to what, where alumni is going is kind of look back at these last 18 years oh, plus. Why? Not too many. <laughs> that sounds like a real journey there. Because I mean, for 18 years dealing with alumni, I mean, you, you bleed purple and gold. And I anybody who's them. dealt with alumni knows very much how, how ingrained you are in Loris and, and vice versa. I love Loris. It's certainly, it's not only my alma mater, my husband is a graduate of Loris, my oldest daughter, Alex, graduated in 2017. My youngest daughter, Emma, is going to be class part of the class of 2022, so she's a junior here. I am just so proud of this institution, what it represents, the mission, and, and what students, graduates, and others who are involved with Loris go out and have such an impact on the communities in which they live. So they take a little bit of Loris with them and they go out there and make a difference. So I am just thrilled to be associated with Loris and and been very proud to serve within the advancement office over the last 18 years. Okay, well, let's go back to that beginning. Oh, gosh. Then. 
<laughs> We're going to jog your memory a little bit. What, right. what brought you to Loris as an undergrad? So this is a great story. Uh, working at KWW Well, and I was anchoring the 5, 6, and 10 o'clock news at the time. Again, loving my career. Loris prepared me well. I was a broadcast news media studies major, American politics minor. Certainly was able and lucky enough to get a position right out of college with KWWL and worked there for almost 15 years. And I really credit a lot of the that opportunity back to the experience I was able to gain here at Loris as a student. And at the time, Faye Finnegan was working in the advancement office. And one day we had kept in contact over the years and we had done alumni events in Waterloo, Cedar Falls, which is where I lived. And she said, you know, there's a position at Loris. Would you ever consider coming back to Loris? And I'm like, oh my goodness. I love what I do, and I don't know anything about fundraising, so I have no idea. I just think, no, probably you have much better candidates out there. That, And then now President Collins, who at the time was the assistant to the president, called me up and said, hey, I'd love to talk with you more about this position that Faye was talking with you about. So we met at Olive Garden, had an iced tea, and uh, talked a little bit more. And I was like, oh, gosh, this just sounds wonderful. But goodness gracious, I you know, I think that where I'm at, I'm in, I'm in a good place. And surely there must be more qualified candidates out there. And the more we talked and the more they kind of planted that seed, the more I knew that something was pulling me and drawing me down this path. And as I thought about it, when I was working at KWWL, my involvement with nonprofits was very high. I would speak at events, I would help out with fundraisers. And so those skill sets, you know, we never, it's always really hard to look at yourself in the mirror. It's, it's hard to look and see those things that you possess that maybe others see in you. And so I think that conversation with Faye and Jim really started me uh, on that path of reflection. And I found that the more I thought about it, the more excited I got. And so uh, in December of 2002, I said farewell to my career in broadcast news and joined the Loris College family. And boy, the rest is history. I started off as a senior development officer doing some fundraising and did that for about two and a half years. And then transitioned over into alumni. And again, alumni is part of uh, the advancement team and works hand in hand with development and found that they needed some help on the alumni side that someone had um, been promoted. And so there's position open and they said, hey, would you mind helping out temporarily? And I know how many people <laughs> we've talked to on these podcasts that said it was supposed to be temporary. <laughs> it was supposed to be. So it was really just for the interim. Like, let's let's just do this for a little bit, you know, and until we are able to fill the position. And um, then one year went by and another year went by and all of a sudden 18 years went by and I am um, in the alumni office. And it's funny, I Faye Finnegan, for many of you who know Faye, uh, graduate, 1978 graduate, who um, I worked with when I first started here at Loris, she was the an alumni director at one point. President Collins was in the alumni office as the alumni director at one time. So there have been some amazing individuals who have led this program through so many wonderful journeys that it was daunting to kind of take on that baton. But I found just as Bree has experienced the last five years, our alumni are 
amazing. They are so dedicated to helping our students succeed, but also helping Loris succeed. Mm -hmm. And that is so inspirational. I, I just can't tell you how wonderful it is to come to work and work with people who are really heading in the same direction. It's just, it's wonderful. Yeah, well, and anybody who's, you know, come back to campus at any point, mm -hmm. particularly for, for homecoming or a Duhok day or a you know, legacy, well, all the, these different things, Bobby's behind so mm. many of these and, and your role in that. As should, are so many others. As Robert. are many, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can't understate the, the impact that you have on those. So. We definitely cannot. <laughs> we'll toot your horn a little bit. No, Bobby is a, a driving force behind so many things with alumni. And, you know, just as we've been, um, you know, working on this transition um, in our office, it has been so inspiring and so incredible just to hear the ways that people talk about Bobby and the impact that she has had on alumni, on students, on um, friends of the college who they're involved with Loris because of a conversation they had with Bobby. And so it's something that has been awesome to hear. And um, I've really enjoyed, I think, learning more and more about um, all of the people that she has had an impact on. I've seen it, but then to continue to hear it, um, it's inspiring. And you know, I know that she doesn't want to take any credit for that, mm -hmm. but I think we have to give so much credit um, to Bobby of what she's done and who she's worked with because she bleeds purple and gold so much. I, I love Loris, <laughs> but again, I have to say that the team of individuals that are dedicating their lives here at Loris, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. It is really amazing from our faculty to our staff to our great advancement team. It, it's just, it's wonderful to witness. And it wouldn't be possible as well without the alumni who are volunteering and helping us meet these goals, whether it's fundraising goals or helping to host an event, joining a board. So yeah, the, the joke is if Bobby's calling, she's usually asking for something. <laughs> I'm also really good at figuring out how to create something out of, of nothing. So if somebody is giving something away or cleaning out their closet, it's like, oh, let's call Bobby, she'll take it. Because we have found so, so many it wonderful works. uses. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> So it is. It's 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 not a hoarding episode. Just want to make sure <laughs> everyone understands. We are very resourceful. That's right. That's right. So. So now the hardest question, which is, as you look back over these last eighteen years, mm -hmm. what events or moments really stick out to you? Is like I'm really, I'm really glad I was a part of this, or I'm really proud that we were able to do this. I, you know, that's. I, I often joke. It's like asking you, who's your favorite child? You know, <laughs> it's it's so difficult because. There have been amazing individuals who I have learned, been inspired by, and mentored by. There are events that we have worked on that have truly made a difference in the lives of our students um, and in the direction of our, our college. I, I Gosh, it's really hard. I, I really credit our volunteers. So those that are involved with our boards, we have networks in so many different regions around the country that volunteer their time to help gather other Duhawks together. Those networks, um, whether they be here in the Midwest with Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, um, Dubuque, Rockford, uh, Chicago, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Those individuals and they have, we have had volunteers come and go. 
have really been the lifeblood of keeping other alumni connected. Bree and I often say it's it's Bree, it's me, and it's Wendy Einsweiler, who is our administrative assistant. And the, between the three of us, um, it's hard to do everything we want to do. So having those helping hands has been tremendously helpful. Um, I am I'm so proud of our also our national alumni board. This group of individuals saw a need to help students with financial aid, and they created a scholarship that exists today. It's been going on for about 12 and a half years now. And in fact, the very first National Alumni Board Scholar is now a board member on the National Alumni Board. And to me, that speaks volumes to the impact uh, and that pay it forward mentality that our alumni have. And by, by creating that, they have created relationships with these National Alumni Board Scholars that have lasted longer than their time here at Loris. And that is really inspiring to hear the students say, gosh, if it hadn't been for that scholarship, I wouldn't have been able to go to Loris. And, you know, a lot of times you're thinking, okay, well, my gift, whatever that amount is, gosh, that's just not enough to make a difference. And I'm here to say right now, no matter what that gift is, it absolutely makes a difference. I've seen it make a difference in in students here at Loris and in graduates here at Loris. So, gosh, I there's I don't know. I'm I'm so excited about homecoming. Homecoming is definitely one of our traditional events that we do every year. It's like having a wedding every single year. <laughs> I don't know how many people I've married off uh, over these last 18 years, but it is. It's like you gear up all year long. You plan and you collaborate and all of a sudden the weekend is here and gone and then you're like, "Oh, it's it's done." And then you start all over again. And that is the way in which our homecoming has grown with everything from events and activities to just participation with our alumni is incredible. It is it blows our mind. So Bree and I, we're we're, yeah. we're used to seeing large crowds, but when it comes homecoming time, we even we it's are blown over away. The top. Mm-hmm. It's over the top. And yeah, I I am always surprised. I know that it's coming. I know that there's going to be a lot of people. And then when I walk through campus, I'm like, wow, there are so many Dewhawks here. There are there's so much support of Loris and so much love of Loris. It is. It's overwhelming. And and something that surprises me every year and something that I'm always so grateful to see that, um, you know, how many people want to be a part of the Loris story and they want to continue the Loris story, not only for themselves and being an alumni, but for the students. And they want the students to graduate and then have that same experience. Mm -hmm. And they want them to succeed just as much as they have in their life. So definitely it's something that every year, I know Bobby and I come back that next Monday and we're like, wow, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or that was that was just over the top. And you know, look at look at um, you know how many people love and support Loris. And then we look at you each other and say, "Oh my gosh, how are we going to top that next year?" <laughs> <laughs> but but somehow it just falls into place. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when I first started, we had the tailgate in the Cock Street parking lot. And for those alumni who are listening, you're going to remember exactly where that's located, which now, if you look at that parking lot, seems very small. And we fit a lot of Dewhawks in that parking lot. 
and allowed cars at the time. So it started to grow so much that we said, we got to find another location. So after the Athletic and Wellness Center was built, there was a larger parking lot adjacent to the building. And we said, I know this is going to be hard for Dewhawks, but we've got to keep the tradition of tailgate alive and allow it to grow. But that means we're going to have to change the location. And it was. It was a really big deal for our alumni. They're like, what, what? What do you mean we're not going to be in the Cox Street parking lot? But after they were there and they saw how much space they had as well as the it allowed more people to be involved, it just grew exponentially. And Bree really just leads the charge with tailgate. And we have, gosh, I would say close to 3,000 people just at tailgate. Oh, yes. Just yes. at tailgate. Which, imagine 3,000 people, arm to arm, no cars, um, happy, wearing purple and gold, and just making some new memories. Yeah. There is no better feeling than having that many people around and, you know, all celebrating the same thing and all sharing, you know, a commonality and a love and um, a pride. I mean, the, the amount of pride that our alumni have is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are proud of their alma mater when they are in troves of people at tailgate. And they are proud of their alma mater when they're in their home mm-hmm. um, wearing uh, Loris gear and purple and gold. And um, that's something that, you know, I think that is really incredible to see. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that always, always energizes me. You know, we, we finish up a weekend like that, or we finish up an event wherever we may be. And it's like, wow, this is why I love doing what I do. This is why I love working with so many wonderful people. And mm-hmm. um, this is why I love, you know, helping and supporting um, a place that means so much to so many people. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, people in their homes and so supporting. And we kind of look back a couple months ago, homecoming with a totally different take. The yes. guy, what you guys pulled off to get everybody connected when they could not come to campus. Right. I mean, we turned into a virtual homecoming. And, it, and the, the response that, that came in was was outstanding. We weren't sure <laughs> what to expect. It's kind of like 2020. No one knows right. what to expect in 2020. But we did know that our Dewhawks did not want to skip homecoming. And we had talked to a lot of our peers at other institutions in Iowa and all going through the same conversation of, do we have homecoming in person? And or do we have a virtual homecoming? And I think we were one of the first ones that said, we're going virtual. We're gonna, we're just gonna do this. We're gonna mm-hmm. jump in and do this. And our Dewhawks did not disappoint. They are and were so flexible in understanding that they certainly, their first reaction was, oh. But then they took that frown and turned it upside down and we just had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was because we were able to try different things. We did Duhok destinations, and so we collaborated with coaches and faculty members and staff members across campus, and we just visited different spots and were able to kind of reveal a whole other personality of people as well as maybe a space that they've never had a chance to see because when they're on campus, they're very much involved with their friends and are going to tailgate or going to the alumni dinner, which we love, but that sometimes makes the weekend go by so quickly you don't have a chance to go to all these places. Yeah, so. sometimes you kind of get bogged in down in the traditional 
and like every year we do the same things and mm-hmm. you know when that's not happening you get a chance to explore a little bit more and it's like oh i didn't even realize this was right. happening right we had um I, I know some comments of people saying that hey i've never been to that i'm going next year mm-hmm. now that i saw where this is you know i'm going to attend because that looks like fun so it was definitely a way to show so many sides of not only homecoming but campus and it was a fun collaboration with um, our community here you know mm-hmm. it was great to involve so many people from all different areas whether it was athletics yeah. or student life or spiritual life um, everybody just jumped in and said hey this is a tradition we're we're not canceling we're just pivoting and mm-hmm. um, I think that that's the Duhawk way too is that we're all going to work with one another we're going to make things happen and we're not going to let you down mm-hmm. um, and and I think that that's something that you know we we really strive to do is that we're we're no matter how it's going to turn out, we're going to do the best that we can and to um, share a great experience with you. Mm-hmm. Well, it speak, speaks a lot to both of your abilities to adapt during a year where there's so much uncertainty. We have no idea what's happening from one day to the next, let alone month to month. And, mm-hmm. and to be able to turn around these events that and, and get the response is, is really a credit to both of you. Well, we're, we're excited for 21 yes. because we are <laughs> already counting down to how many days it is until we get to celebrate in person because we that's our mantra. Wait, yes. That's Everything our in person. We Every- can't wait to see all of you. Mm-hmm. So mark your calendar because it's October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We want to see you here on campus and we kind of expect, Robert, that this homecoming is going to be the monster of all homecomings <laughs> because we've heard so many alumni who've said, I am coming back. We are so going to bring our friends. It's not even our reunion year and we are coming back. So that will be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, looking at 2021, so Brie, you've got a You've got some challenges ahead of you because there's still a lot of uncertainty until we get to October. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're still looking at virtual events. What's what's on the horizon? At least you know to start the year. What? Yeah, we ha- we still have the um, the local. You know, some of the gatherings and different you know regional mm-hmm. get-togethers. How mm-hmm. how are those happening at this point? So we are still as much as we are looking ahead and we're being very hopeful for um, 2021 to see people and to be able to know, say hello and give you a hug and a high five. Um, <laughs> we are um, being cautious in our planning and we're still looking at the safety of everybody. So we're starting off 2021 um, virtually. Usually each year in February, we have um, our winter socials in Waterloo, Cedar Rapids, and Dubuque. And um, instead of being in person this year, we're going to turn them virtual. Um, and we're going to move their date up a little bit to um, be in January because we know it's a time where it's dark, it's cold. We want to see other people, but we might not want to lo- leave our house. So mm-hmm. join us virtually for these. Um, you know, we're planning to share campus updates to know so that you can all know what's going on on campus with our students, um, how are athletics shaping up, how are different programs um, that are starting, how are those looking to be enhanced and to um, uh, to learn more about those, and also hear from some faculty members of what they have been up to, what's going on with them and their classes and their students, mm-hmm. and hear from some of our, our scholarship recipients as well. They're really the heart of why we have these events um, as they are fundraisers for um, the area scholarships to help our students. So we'll be turning those virtual, and we want to see people too. So mm-hmm. um, we've 
kind of grabbed the notion that people want to see people right now and they want to connect and they want to talk. So virtual is the way that we can do that. Mm -hmm. So more to come on those events, but um, definitely those are being planned for January. Um, We do have Dewhawk Day that's going to be coming up in March. That's usually a virtual day to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of social media, a lot of um, email, text communication um, for our 24-hour day of giving. um, That's on Wednesday, March 10th this year. And although we do usually have regional events, we will not be having those, but we're planning on doing a um, all across the country Zoom call with our Dewhawks to give them updates throughout the day. So it's a way that you can jump on and maybe see somebody that's not near you that you normally mm-hmm. would, but to also get a feel for what's going on on campus that day with our students because they're such huge participants and they have so much fun on that day. So see what they're up to, see what some of our faculty are up to mm-hmm. on that day too. So we're still bringing the normal events that we have just in a different way Mm -hmm. or in Chicago um, our Burr Ridge event that we normally host in February that's our um, economic forecast that we always have with um, Professor Eric Eller to share a little bit about what's going on in the economy and um, that's going to be very interesting for the year that we've had and where we're going (laughs) so that will be fun to tune into as well but instead of being in person in Chicago we will be virtual so it's not, we're not canceling anything. Mm-hmm. We're just giving you a different way to receive the information, to connect with one another. And it's more accessible. So if you were unable to travel or it's something that you've never checked out, just because an event's been in Chicago every year, you now have the opportunity mm-hmm. to hear the great information and to hear um, the messages that we're going to be sharing. So we're excited about um, continuing to have these virtual events too. Yeah. Okay. And I know you guys will reach out and, and with the alumni and, and share these events, but if they kind of independently want to go find that information, where can mm-hmm. they go to find out upcoming events or what, what the alumni office is up, is up to? Anybody can always go to our website, which is alumni.loris.edu, and you will find everything there. So you'll find a calendar of events um, and all of our upcoming events that you can register for right online. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have um, registration open, will be opening soon. So if you go on there right now, it may not be open, but it's coming soon once we get some of the logistics shored up for that. But that would be the best place to find any information going on on alumni, um, whether it's for events, if you want to update your information, if you are looking to volunteer or find out some more information Mm -hmm. for some of our boards and networks, or if you would like to give a gift, you can always go there too. So Mm -hmm. anything having to do with alumni at Loris, go to that page. Okay. You know, one of the things you were talking about too, Robert, the things that have evolved over time is the blessing about being at a Catholic institution is that we can share our faith and our spirituality so freely. And we have always been focused in supporting our alumni and friends through prayer and through kind of technology. And as it has evolved, we also in the alumni office have been able to create an online prayer chain. And that is something that we have found that more and more alumni are really engaged with and connected to, um, especially now when they're maybe feeling just slightly a little bit more isolated, or it's also become a great tool to communicate if a loved one or family member is no longer with us so so that others are, are aware of this as well. And we also have that on our page. So as Bree mentioned, if you go there checking maybe for an alumni event, you're going to find so much more information that uh, ways in which you can either engage 
with Loris College or just engage on your own level, whether that be submitting a prayer or just offering up a prayer. Maybe you recognize the name of someone that you just want to say a little prayer for. So, Yeah, so lots of opportunities to, to mm-hmm. connect and be involved with Loris Every day. Every day. Every day. Every minute, every day. Yeah. We (laughs) do it all the time. We welcome everybody to the family. (laughs) Well, we're about out of time, but before we're done, Bobby, you're not off the hook yet. You've done enough of these discussions and podcasts with me with other alumni, and your favorite question at the end is always, what's that one thing? (laughs) What's the one thing that that really sums up Laura's College to you? So now, you know, tables turn. What is that one thing? Now I know how they feel (laughs) when they look at me with those deer in the headlight eyes. Oh, my goodness. It is so, you know me, Robert and Bree, how difficult it is for me to narrow anything down to one word or one feeling. Um, I feel that all, I would have to say love. When I think of Loris, I just, I think of love. I think of it as this unconditional support, um, these loving relationships that you develop over time. I think of when I started here, Bud Noonan was the registrar. He had been retired already, but he came to all of our events and still loves to call our alumni office and keep up on things. But he would he would come and say, "Okay, okay, Bobby, now you were a student, you know. Now now the responsibility is on your shoulders to carry this on." Um, or Doc Clark, who also was retired when I joined the campus um, as a staff member, and we would go out for chili dogs at Mulgrew's. And and Professor Clark, I mean, up till the very end, was still challenging me and debating me on everything that you could think of. And I think it's those lifelong relationships, those loving relationships that really made me who I am. I mean, all the people you encountered contribute to who you are and it's oftentimes you don't recognize that until you stop and reflect back so I would have to say love you know that really says it all here at Loris well it's very well said and I think um Bree's gonna agree with me because you can see that in in your work and your approach every day so thank you Robert So, well, and I know I'm not going to be the first, and I'm, I'm definitely not the first, and I will not be the last to say thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for your dedication and the hard work you put in here at Loris. Everybody appreciates it. Whether they've expressed it to you or not, mm-hmm. the, the impact you've had really has been significant, so we really do appreciate everything that you've done. Well, thank you. And there yeah. have been so many before me, and there will be so many after, and that's what really makes my heart so happy is to see the great people who are here. Bree, you so many others I could name everybody but those that's really what keeps me um, so excited about the future is I'm excited for this new journey and I'm also excited for Loris in how Loris is going to continue to grow so well and we know we can't get rid of you so, no yeah. I'm still here <laughs> you'll Duke. be back that's you right. are already our number one volunteer <laughs> I know who to call I've got a little purple and gold I could wear I, I'm, I'm up for the challenge <laughs> but yes I definitely echo Robert in saying that, you know, we're all so grateful and thankful. And, you know, um, I know that you've been a huge mentor to me. Um, I won't say too much so that we won't go on and on and on, (laughs) but um, it is very much appreciated. And um, your legacy at Loris and what you've left with so many people will continue on because that's 
where we will continue to grow and we'll um, share that love that you've had for so many people um, and for this institution and um, build upon that. Um, yeah. So thank you for mm. everything. It's, it's so easy to work at a place you love and it's so wonderful to be able to do work that you know is making a difference. Mm-hmm. So it's, Absolutely. it's, so go do Hawks. <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right, Bobby Brew. Thank you both so much for coming in, sharing, you reflecting back on your time, Bobby, and you know, sharing where things are headed with alumni and all the exciting things that are kind of in store for us. So, yeah, yeah really appreciate you taking the time. Yes, thank you. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you both, and thank you to our producer Trent Hanselman, and thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And while there, be sure to sign up for the free email updates. You can also stay connected, as we talked earlier, about with the alumni site at alumni.loris.edu. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and as Bobby said, go Dewhawks. Hawks.